the Charmed Life Podcast. This podcast is all about magic, metaphysics, mysticism, and the unconditional love of the universe, and I am your host. My name is Trisha Carr. Welcome to this very special episode. This is a solo episode, and I am sharing with you some exclusive content that I taught, uh, oh gosh, I don't know, I think it was a couple of years ago. I'm going to get all into that with you. And I want to tell you that this exclusive content is actually from and being offered on my Modern Mystic Life subscription. This subscription service, it's a membership community. You know how people actually have Patreon for like as a membership community, as a way to support their podcast? Different artists do too. Well, this is my version of it. But it's a lot more, I mean, it is a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast, but you get a lot more. It's just $11.11 a month. It's very low cost. And I have it that way because I want to continue to have a way to cultivate community and to be of service and to interact with people who I'm, I'm resonating with, who resonate with me and and this podcast. (laughs) So let me tell you a little bit about Modern Mystic. It's really amazing. We have a couple of live interactive events per month. One is a live group meditation. We meet for this. It's usually during the week. Some people come on their lunch break. Some people, you know, they have non-traditional schedules. So it kind of just moves around a little bit. However, what's so amazing about it is that I do give the replay of that group meditation right away. And I swear to you, I call it time traveling because if you listen to the replay, there is absolutely no distinguishing characteristics from being there live or listening to the replay. It really is like time traveling. And it's very cool to experience it because if you have the intention and if spirit can essentially see that you're going to show up to the replay, then your energy is included in the co-creation of that meditation and or the second live thing we do as a workshop. It really, the, the it's a, an amazing way to see that huge, broad perspective of eternal synchrony. And I swear the magic of it works every time. And I, I'm not just saying that about my platform. I actually am taking the second year program at HMI College of Hypnotherapy. It is the mind-body psychology program. And I they, we actually listen to the class. I say listen, but it's, it's a video. But I, I'm so auditory. I tend to say listen. <laughs> I listen to the classes that were, they're pre-recorded. And I swear, no matter what day of the week I'm listening and they recorded them a year ago. It is lining up so perfectly. And I it 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 really not feels, it genuinely is like we are present. We kind of zoom out to this quantum experience, this plane in eternity, and we're all just there together, even though they recorded them a year ago. So anyway, that's just that's why I call it time traveling. If you're one who listens to meditations or workshops in the replay, quote unquote the replay. Okay, so we have that live group meditation. Then we also have a a live workshop that is held online on Zoom. And this is where I we get to let our freak flies, freak flags fly a little bit. 
I have the intention with this membership to pull through um, current, um, prophetic, and as very esoteric experimental information for us. Now, there's a lot of channeling that happens there, channeling different archangels or ascended masters, and a lot of education as well. And then sometimes we have meetings where I'm just offering intuitive readings to whoever shows up, and we do like this group reading and healing session, and that's super amazing too. So we have one of those per month, and you get the replay. And that's actually what this podcast is. It's an excerpt from it. It's an excerpt from a workshop that was so so spectacular. And so what we do is when the workshops are a bit in the past, I will take excerpts of those workshops and share like seven or eight minutes throughout the week by the text messenger. And it's so cool. Uh, That's a part of the modern mystic. You actually just receive regular content two to four times per week, exclusive. Also, I'll be doing energy updates. And it just comes right to your SMX text messenger. And then you click through without having to log in. And then you can watch a video, listen to an audio, listen to a meditation, listen to a class. And it's a way to kind of just keep you percolating in and sizzling and simmering in spirit as you're moving about your regular life. It's a way for us to keep that continuity of inspiration going. And I tell you, that too always seems to find some kind of synchronism, like whatever's going on with you when you listen or watch that portion, it's going to really stimulate. I'm telling you as feedback from the members of the group. And the community is amazing. When we get together, there is so much love. There is so much spiritual osmosis of of healing. So anyway, I'm not just telling you all this to sell you about it. I'm also explaining to you the context of this <laughs> of this actual podcast. So let me get to that. And so this is an excerpt from a workshop that was entitled Ascended Alchemy, Modern Merlinian Magic. And that word Merlinian as in is as in Merlin the magician and made it into um, an adjective. Yeah, Merlinian. Um, and so this was the description of the workshop or it is the description of the workshop that we had. In this workshop, we dive deep into modern day light, magic, wizardry, and witchery. Ancient ascended alchemists step forward to instruct and imbue us with the tools and tuning that will help us to align to our individuated and collective calling to raise the vibration of the human race and break it from the grip of shadow thought forms. It is no coincidence that we were born at such a time as this. The seeming suddenness of of the information age was no surprise to guardians of light. In fact, many incarnated among us are of these councils of guardians. When you feel the pain of this world, you simultaneously feel the call to alchemize the suffering. This workshop intends to empower those, those abilities of alchemy. In honor of human history, the magic taught in this workshop will work a quantum amalgamation of ancient, present, parallel, and interdimensional magical practices. That is to say that this is a gathering together of all tools within each who attend the session, the tools acquired and mastered throughout all lifetimes, and the wisdom developed on this beautiful world. The Light Council leading this learning includes ascended earthly alchemists and interdimensional intercessors, and is headed by the egregoric Merlin, the wizard. 
And then I go on to say, Trisha channels and teaches magical messages and tools offered by the Merlinian Light Council. So that is the total workshop explanation, the description, and boy, we did do it. So right now in Modern Mystic, we're going through excerpts of this a little, you know, a few at a time and really contemplating it and receiving the activation of it again. I say again because we this was actually offered, I think, in 2021. And so some of the members may have been present to the live of this, or maybe they listened to it in replay. And that's what we're doing. And this specific teaching that I'm sharing here on the podcast is seven principles of having a magical life. Seven principles of having a magical life. It's a very special excerpt. It actually contains a lot of attuning and learning. And so I encourage you to contemplate each of those seven principles that I'm going to be sharing on. And maybe even if you want to look at the description of this podcast afterward, I have them listed out. And if you go and look at those, maybe jot them down in your journal, then you could maybe dedicate a special meditation time to each. I, th I'm, I find this to be, I'm going to be doing that myself. So I'm finding it to be very useful. Okay, I'm going to play the clip here in a moment. And I'm going to be going over the list of the seven principles afterward just to reinforce them and in advance, here they are as well, seven principles of having a magical life. The first one, connection to self. Number two, connection to nature. Number three, connection to the cosmos. Four, commitment to knowledge and learning. Five, intentional living. Six, joyful and celebratory living. Seven, holding the paradox, following the dualistic energy code. All of these are broken down in this teaching. So here we go. I hope you enjoy, and I will chat with you on the other side. All right. So we're going to talk about a few. We're going to talk about a few things about recovering the magical life, and we're also going to the floors open so we can talk about some of the things that we want to set the intention on so that it becomes divine intention and then dispatch it with the way that we will can put a container around the intention so that it will come to pass and we um, if anybody wants to share that so start to think about your intention of to focus imagine to, to focus some magic around and one of the things that we are to that will help us in our in harnessing our magic, uh, whether we identify as wizard, witch, intuitive, um, you know, magician, or anything at all, is that we we also honor the physical life. We also are here recognizing that this is a magical act that we're doing, and so there are seven principles that I'm going to share with you that will um, that are involved in living a magical life. And I want to attribute, I'm being inspired, this isn't totally her work, but I'm inspired by this book called Healing Power of Witchcraft. And her name is Megan, Meg Rosenbrier. So once again, this is not exactly, I'm not going exactly on what she, but it is inspired by it. Okay, so the first principle of the seven principles of having a magical life, living a magical life, which is, which can support the 
cosmically magical life of teleporting and levitating and all of those things um, when those are helpful and relevant. But also to be able to do things like not just personal magic, but the sympathetic magic, meaning that we can transform other people's realities by harnessing divine intention and dispatching it with divine will. And we can do that individually and we can do that collectively. And of course, when we do it collectively, then we have the power of the exponential return because of the love bond between us, because we're two or more gathered there, God is. All right, so the first principle is connection to the self because the hermetic principle, which the, her, the hermeticism is one of the most magical understandings uh, in human history and in, even now, one of the primary, the most probably the most fundamental hermetic tenet, tenet is as above, so below, as within, so without, as God, so me. So we must have connection to the self. That means that the inner essence, the self-love is the universal love, is God's love. So connecting to the self as a practice and connecting the connection to the self as an ideology. I love Michelle said that she was disembodied. And so she's really working on that and anchoring into her body. And in fact, what's really fascinating is the body is the most of magical of instruments. It is it is the manifestation of magic. So once again, why not anything? Why why couldn't we do we did this, you know? And I love looking at my life, you know, how how I'll do things like every now and again, I'll start to get an illness and I'll just be like, no, I don't want it. And it'll just go away. And I'm like, why don't I do that every time? I don't know why, but sometimes I can see it happen or like I gained 20 pounds and just decided to lose it. And I'm like, wow, I just transformed my body two times in two years. Why not? I, I don't know. It's, a, it's I'm playing around with what I can do on this plane and manipulating energy from one shape to another one, one form to another. And that's alchemy. So the connection to the self as a practice is fundamental to being able to live a magical life. So that means daily, hourly, minute, minutely, <laughs> and also in the deeper work, like the relationship to the self, improving that relationship with the self, because that is improving your relationship with the divine and setting the stage for the magic. The second is connection to nature. And so that is in all the ways that you can infer from that that means being in nature that means recognizing that you are nature that means as i treat my body i treat the world and vice versa as i treat the world i treat my body but it's really important for us to be spiritually connecting to nature because they are our best spirit guides because they're here doing the same job yet they are they have the god perspective they have the divine perspective because they have for for nature and when I, I mean animals plants trees everything water all of the elements and they they have the ecosystem mindset which is the unity mindset it's just the it's happening on the natural plane so in all the ways that you're in enhancing and going into nature and so that's why we also in um traditional magic and ceremonial magic we do use elements and we use physical implements because not because it is limited to those implements, but because it is a partner and it enhances our connection to nature and the natural realm. Um, the second or the third, I should say, principle is connection to the cosmos. 
to the stars, to the sun, to the moon. And so having an idea of your zodiac is great or some other, uh, or like human design, which also includes the astrological, uh, have, you know, but having that awareness so that you are, you recognize that you are known and compare and contrast like your zodiac with some other things that might be something like a psychological based test, like Myers-Briggs or, you know, something else like that, or, you know, like the suggestibility test that I, you guys have probably taken if you've worked with me or in some of the classes that I've taught on hypnosis. So that this, this one kind of wraps back around to connection with yourself. And I know we all love that, right? Don't we love to take the next test to find out what kind of archetype or fairy I am? Oh yeah, get me in that, you know what I mean? That's good, that's a good thing. That's not narcissism, that's celebrating. That's celebrating yourself, but it's all, but the connection, so the connection to the cosmos is connecting to yourself and it's connecting with nature. So these things keep coming, um, you know, folding in, but as a practice too, being connected with the something like the the, what's going on in the cosmos, being connected to the sun, being connected to the moon, and being connected to the lunar cycles is such a personal and intimate experience. And it helps us with the day-to-day -day in such a beautiful way because it's so current, the lunar um, energies. And um, so, you know, you can, I've taught, I actually have in the student portal, if you missed the class, Lunar Alchemy, and where we go down how to work with the uh, lunar cycles but when you're doing your magical practices so if you're going to sit and do a ritual a spell or even shadow work where you would be transforming and alchemizing your shadow into gold or if you're doing something that's like sympathetic magic helping others it's really great to have an idea of where we are with the sun the stars and the moon and then you'll have an idea of how to shape that session you may have the intention set and you have the interest and the time if you want to check those things really fast like for example today we have we are in the um where are we i can see it but i'm trying to oh first quarter yeah I, i'm like i could see the half moon but i couldn't remember if it was first or third first quarter and first quarter moon in scorpio and so just understanding what the first quarter moon energy it brings or sets the stage of what moon is amplifying with that energy and what the energy of Scorpio is amplifying can help to shape how you're how you're unfolding your magical ritual. And then, of course, whatever astrological season that we're in can also help that. And now for these messages. Hi there, it's Trisha. And before we continue with this podcast, I just want to make sure that you know that there is a big calendar of educational events for my Intuitive Healing Arts Academy. This is new branding, if you will, on my Academy of Teaching. What we have coming up is Intuitive Psychic Development Levels 2 and 3. Both of those will have a lot of practice time in it because that is how you develop, enhance a new experience of your psychic and intuitive abilities as well as teaching meditation and attunement from me. And we also have advanced channeling workshops and we have two long form deep dive which will include a certification for those who are interested in animal communication and healing, and multidimensional mediumship and channeling. So check out the link in the description. They're all coming up. It's going to be all throughout the year. I want to see you there, and I'm excited about it. And now back to the show. 
All right, so the fourth principle of having a magical life, the commitment and the knowledge, the commitment to knowledge and learning, which you guys are doing. But that, because we're here right now doing it, right? And so whether that is in your personal, which is fundamental, because, you know, y'all being reading books, listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube videos, all of the things, working with practitioners. When we start to work with others, we're getting into more of our coven. And that's great. I, I feel like both are important. We need our individualized identity and execution of magic. And then we also need the collective. And so that is a part of our commitment to the knowledge and learning, always wanting to learn more, always wanting to grow more. And um, preferring if you do work with a practitioner who's meant to be the guide or teacher, that they do have, um, they have they, they've resourced, let's say, the, the ancient alchemy. And so they have that as the support, whatever that might be, just to mention that, you know, as, as opposed to spontaneous knowledge. That's fine and that's great. But I mean, like, having the support of, of all of the, of what we have accumulated, because that's what we're actually doing here, is we're resourcing our soul's magic. So, yeah. But just being committed to it daily and you know in all kinds of ways all right intentional living intentional living is you know about our bodies our vessels always working to improve our relationship with our bodies our environment uh, the way that we speak to ourselves and others everything that we're doing in our in our living giving ourselves the space to have an intentional life and that often just starts with the belief. So sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm now in this relationship or this job or this pattern of some kind. And I don't know how to stop it today. Like it's not right for me to march out of this relationship or this job, but it starts today with an intention that things will shift to that, which is the inner calling and the outer calling as well. So intentional life intentional living doesn't mean that your life looks perfect it means that you have the intention for it to continue to improve and you are showing up for that for yourself and you're showing up for that for others as well it's the surrender and responsibility principle um and so that was five and six is a is joyful and celebratory living this is really hard i think we're here i think we're here in this class today i think those of us who are here are here but you can feel the pressure to not be there with the joyful and celebratory living because a joyful and celebratory way of life and perspective does not mean you're spiritually bypassing. It, it could also, you know what I mean? You could also be spiritually bypassing by being fake celebratory or whatever. What joyful and celebratory in an integrated sense means is that you recognize the pain of the world and you're bringing opportunity to it with blessing and you are seeing how that there are things that are going right also and you're believing in the things that can go right and so rather sometimes when we are in this collective mindset of everything sucks and it's all bullshit and nothing's ever going to get better because the people that are in charge are these so-and-sos and you know and then like like this is how the partisan system is set up in the in the US. Like if you're this party and the other party does something that actually is good for everyone, you can't celebrate it. Like this, you know what I mean? Like because it means that their side's going to get a little more power. That's not what that's what 
that's a problem. Joyful and celebratory living is present with the issues and here to do the work. In fact, transcendence doesn't mean leaving a situation. It means being more present with it. So again, these are all kind of wrapping around one to another. And the seventh principle is to follow the dualistic energy code. And what this is referring to is that for every action, there is a reaction. And for every macrocosm, there is a microcosm. This is the, the, the paradoxical energy. This is the masculine and feminine. And, and to recognize and embrace all of it as a part of it. Because when we do, then we are actually having that more ascended perspective. Once again, this doesn't mean that we are negating the evolution for humans. It doesn't mean that we say, oh, forget about those systemic oppression, you know, th that that's going on. No, in fact, it's saying from this perspective of believing in humanity, I can go into and help to dismantle the systemic devastation upon, uh, you know, oppressing people. That's what it means to be able to turn the, prob the recognition of the probabilities which could be all negative probabilities to the recognition of the positive probabilities. And when I say recognition, those are all available to us, but we're just get, we're voting for the positive ones. That's what this means. But to, uh, to embrace the whole path and not let it defeat us. That's what the dualistic embrace is about. Okay. Those are the seven principles for magical living. Okay. So there you go. I loved contemplating those steps. And by the way, if you want to join Modern Mystic Life, the subscription, the membership, of course, you can find the link in the description. You can read more all about what's going on, when the next workshop and meditation are occurring. And so now, as I promised, I want to just review. I just want to reinforce just by the names of each of the steps, each of these principles, I should say, the seven principles of having a magical life. One, connection to self. Two, connection to nature. Three, connection to the cosmos. Four, commitment to knowledge and learning. Five, intentional living. Six, joyful and celebratory living. Seven, holding the paradox or following the dualistic energy code. That's what I have for you in this episode. I do hope that we get to work together more closely. I would love to see your face, feel your energy, and work with you more directly as you are shining your light on our beautiful world, for which I am so grateful. I encourage you to keep it up because we really do need you. I say that a lot, and I mean it. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are.